Welcome to Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Cameron, and I'm joined as, well, I'm not always here, but quite usually, Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and I'm I'm almost always here. I think I yeah. banished twice, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you, look, you got the best attendance record out of all of us. Uh, and it's just us for now. Leonard may or may not show up later. We'll, we'll see, fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, I'm back. I'm posting an episode for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, probably because it has been about that long. <laughs> it's uh, been a little while. <laughs> been a little while. Look, you're the founder. We waste all responsibilities and difficulties onto you, clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week we're covering something a little different to our usual fair, as it were. We're covering a bunch of sort of short films from a YouTube channel, actually, called Crypt TV. Uh, and we'll cover that in a little more detail later because, of course, we have to start out, like any good episode, with the yokai of the week. So for those not in the know, uh, hey, welcome to the show. Uh, And every week we roll up some random numbers, flick through a giant alphabetized list of yokai on Wikipedia, and uh, we get to talk about one of them for either a very short or a very large amount of time. We never seem to get quite that uh, that in-between going. Um, and we've just cycled round, so this week we'll be looking at, uh, at Yokai in the category A, which is really stacked with choices, actually. It's impressive. Uh, so, in the, uh, in the eternal catchphrase, Dave, roll them. Ten. Okay, what is our number ten? Uh, Amibie, right? Amabie. Amabie. Thanks, brain. Why did why did that look like an iron e? Well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Well, if you just read the Japanese, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just learn kanji and katakana really quickly uh i'm surprised i haven't picked it up at this point to be honest um <laughs> so okay amabie is a legendary japanese mermaid or merman with three legs <laughs> good stuff who allegedly emerges from the sea and prophecies either an abundant harvest or an epidemic appears to be a variant of the amabiko or amahiko otherwise known as the Amahiko Nudo and Arie, which are depicted as ape-like, bird-like, or torso-less, uh, sort of cephalopod or squid-like, and usually three-legged. I'm, I'm not sure on the three-legs thing, but... Um, it's got three legs. It's okay. It's got three legs. It's like the three legs. three-legged crow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. But um, a mermaid. Yeah, but a mermaid. <laughs> Start us off with the legend. Uh... An Amabie appeared in Higo province, the Kumamoto prefecture, according to legend, around the middle of the fourth month in the year Kirka III, uh, mid-May 1846-ish, in the Edo area, er, area, era, thank you, tongue, 
a glowing object had been spotted in the sea almost on a nightly basis. A town's official went to the coast to investigate and witnessed the Amabie. According to the sketch made by this official, it had long hair, a mouth like a bird's bill, was covered in scales from the neck down, and was three-legged. Addressing the official, it identified itself as an Amabie and told him that it lived in the open sea. It went on to deliver a prophecy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good harvest will continue for six years from the current year. If disease spreads, show a picture of me to those who fall ill and they will be cured. Okay. I'm going to put uh, a picture in my wallet. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> Start feeling sick. Just look at your little Amabie picture. Um, afterward, it returned to the sea. The story was printed in the Kawaraban, uh, woodblock print bulletins, where its portrait was printed, and this is how the story was disseminated in Japan. That's uh yeah, that's the uh that's the picture we get at the head of the article. It is it is a it's an interesting looking creature. I guess I'll give it that. Um, it's, some, <laughs> it's some like amazing someone asked someone told a child yeah. what this was supposed to look <laughs> well, like and then they, they did the little picture. Mm, yeah uh would you like to continue on dave <laughs> sure this is the amabigo group there is only one unique record of an amabie whose meaning is uncertain it has been conjectured that this amabie was simply a miscopying of amabiko a yokai creature that could be considered identical like the amabie the amabigo is a multi-legged prophesizing creature which 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 prescribes the display of its artistic likeness to, dis- to defend against sickness or death. Just put this in your pocket. Just keep it there. God, I love the way Wikipedia makes people describe things. <laughs> <laughs> there are at least nine accounts of Amabiko or Amahiko um, existing Uh Four of them describe appearances in Higo province. One report the Amabiko Nudo, the Amahiko monk, in neighboring Hyuga province. Uh, beyond these, clustered in the south, two are localized in Ichigo province in the north. That's a weird... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there yeah. is a torsoless version, an illustrated manuscript in 1844... Uh, in Ichigo depicts a rather cephalopod-like Amabiko consisting of a head with three long appendages growing out of it and hardly any torso. It has short hair growing from its whole body, including its face. That's um, with human-like ears, round eyes, and a slightly protruding mouth. The creature doomed... Okay, so it prophesized the death of 70% yeah. of the Japanese population that year, which would oh my could, God. could be averted with its picture. <laughs> oh, no. Just look at me. Um, look at me. Or 70% of you will die. Yep. <laughs> God. So that's the squid, Harry Squid yeah. Boy? Yeah, um, Harry Squid Boy. The ape-like version. An ape-like, mm-hmm. like Amabiko of Higo province, appears once in a painting owned by Koichi Yumoto, an authority in the study of this yokai. Its text relates that ape voices heard by night was tracked down by one Shibata Hikozaemon who discovered this Amabiko. Yumoto insists that this painting depicts a quadruped. 
but there was also mass-produced copies of an ape-like ape-like amabigo with very similar texts, just having the three legs, which mm-hmm. is so kindly provided in this little picture here. <laughs> he does have three legs. Um, yeah. Two, no, one leg and two arms. I don't, it's, it's hard, <laughs> hard to, to make out. He's so um, the texts both identify the sighting of the ape-like creature in Manakuri in a non-existent county in Higo province. Yeah, so it's like an urban legend. It's an, it's an urban legend of an urban legend. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so we have also the Amabiko no Mikoto, mm-hmm. so the holy Amabiko, uh, mm-hmm. was spotted in a rice paddy in Yuzawa Niigata, uh, as reported in the Tokyo newspaper, um, 1875. The crude newspaper illustration depicts a Daruma doll-like, hairless-looking, four-legged creature. This example stands out since it was covered not in the sea, but in the wet rice field, uh, that it professed to serve the heavenly gods, and it was conferred the divine title of Mikoto. Um, Okay. Yep. (laughs) Yep. The divine... Rice paddy. Yep. Bald yep. guy. <laughs> this weird thing with four <laughs> legs showed up in the paddy and said, I'm a servant of the gods. Listen to me. And look at my picture. Look at my picture. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Arie. Um, a similar creature uh, appeared in Aotori Kori County um, in Higo province. Uh, according to the Kofu newspaper um in 1876 but that was debunked by another paper sure yeah there's no further yeah, info sure. on on that one excellent um <laughs> yeah uh shall i continue yeah, with the you can, yeah you can wrap it up with cool. this yeah. next section so we've got some similar yokai uh the yamawarawa the mountain child in the folklore of Amakusa is believed to haunt the mountains. Although neither of these last two emerge from the sea, other similarities such as prophesying indicate that they belong to the same kind of yokai. Uh, there are various other yokai creatures that are vastly different in appearance but have the ability to predict, such as the kudan, the jinjahime or shrine princess, the honengame or bumper crop turtle, and the turtle woman. Uh, I like I like bumper crop turtle as a translation there that's pretty good um a tradition in the west ascribes every creature of the sea with the ability to foretell the future and there is no scarcity of european legends about merfolk bringing prophecy for this reason the amabie is considered to be a type of mermaid in some quarters but since it's also uh, credited with the ability to repel pestilence it should be considered as more of a deity according to some so that's interesting it kind of got lumped in with mer people on account of some of the times it's being said as coming from the sea and also it's giving like warnings about people's health and stuff interesting um yeah and well, this this is a friendly little thingamajig <laughs> <laughs> the thingamajig i think the other um similarity at least in this photo were provided of the yama warawa mm. um is it also has the three legs yeah yeah and is hairy yes. A big fuzzy thing, yeah, with three legs sticking out the bottom. It's like it's got a, it's got a little mustache going on there. <laughs> all, I, all I can think of is that uh, mighty Boosh, old Greg, 
<laughs> but he wants to give you a picture. Oh uh, yeah, just 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 pop this in your wallet. Is it? Uh, I'm old Greg. Here's my picture. <laughs> that is, it's like the weirdest. Oh, he does give you a picture. For, he gives you yeah. a picture of Bailey's. Yeah, clearly. Just I can't get over the idea that this like, yeah, look, it's fine. You're gonna have a great year. If anyone gets sick, do a little bad drawing of me and show it to them. They'll be fine. <laughs> just look at the, just look at this little picture here. Because it's a little. <laughs> it's God. It's it's beautiful, really. It, um, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. With with all that aside, um, this this has been Yokai of the Week, a delight as always. Boom 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, on with the show. So, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about uh, little shorts by a company. Well, I technically incorrectly said a YouTube channel. They are a company with a YouTube channel. Very different. Uh, called Crypt TV, which was founded by Jack Davis and Eli Roth in 2015, uh, which focuses on developing, producing, and distributing horror-themed digital content. Uh, it's known for various viral characters. It's gotten very popular over the last few years, including having a keynote presentation at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2017 and winning a Streamy Award and a Webby Award. It's good for them. Um, so... How do I even how do I even start? I've forgotten how to run podcasts. It's been so long, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do these on the weekly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like one a week and I still I'm not good at it. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's ah. it's worse when you get them mixed up. Yeah, that's true. I can at least I've only got two to keep track of. <laughs> uh it's, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um yeah, so what we did was we each uh, watched a few related shorts, effectively, uh, as in we picked uh, more or less a category of monsters because they produce a lot of content. Most of it is very short form, but most of it is linked in one way. It's, it's, the, it's the monster cinematic, cinematic universe. The uh, one that we all the... needed and yeah. wanted and didn't happen, but, yeah. but then yeah. did. But then did. Then did it was distributed to us free over the internet as well, which was nice of them. Um, <laughs> and so there's usually a lot of uh little shorts for very popular monsters, and maybe a few for less popular ones. Uh, so we each picked sort of a subject as it were. So, uh, my ones uh were all about a creature called the Look See. Uh, what were yours about, Dave? Uh, I just picked things because they had no eyes. I mean, that's fair. That's that's a fair. And they ended they ended up being related, so it, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and Leonard, what what did you pick to watch? Uh, well, speaking of less popular monsters, hi everybody, <laughs> I'm here. Surprise! Yeah, it's and I don't know what you mean by less popular. Yeah, why did you, you have to self own there? Star act. You're a star act, Leonard. You were the man behind the curtain. Oh, 
I I I I I picked a uh, uh, soot who mm-hmm. uh, has only three shorts and um, <laughs> also has no no eyes, which seems to be. Uh, uh, did we all oh, yeah. pick things with no eyes? I, uh, it, to be it, fair, I, I think I, most of their monsters don't have any yeah. eyes. I, I was that. just about to say, I, <laughs> we, it would be more surprising if the monster did have eyes than if yeah. not. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Soot is, uh, yeah, is a, a no-eyed monster that mm. uh, likes badgering people. <laughs> for um, uh, a, a very familiar reason that I'm sure all of us will uh, will will get once oh, yeah. I, I get yeah. into it. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good point. Who should start off of us three now that we're all assembled here? I can probably go first because these are yeah. really short. They are quite short. This is probably going to be a shorter than normal episode, everyone. Hey, strap in. Strap in wrangled for three hours. We wrangled a of bit out of mon- monsters. Out of yoke on the week. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how long it goes. Okay, so Dave, <laughs> take this away, and we're done. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> okay, so I covered the film The Door and The Protector for a, an almighty less than twenty minutes of. Well, there's also one that's. The Birch versus the Brute. So they yeah. technically it's about 25 minutes worth of yeah short films that have no extra context like mm. outside of the films. They're their own self-contained thing with yeah. maybe little references to one another um, kind of scattered out. So yeah. yeah. I'll just cover them in the the order that I watched them, which was not uh, the release order as far as I'm aware. The the door. Pause for a moment. (laughs) Okay. The door uh, concerns a a cult. Um, I think this is the Sunny Family cult. Yes, the Mm. Sunny Family cult. Uh, They are... They're just out living in the woods. I, mm. I don't have any other background. I think they're included in some other of the films, but they're just no context occult living in the woods. Mm. Um, yeah. But they all have a particular little symbol. It, it resembles an ankh yeah. um, stitched on their clothing and kind of on their little buildings. They... Um, or the Ankh itself, the top circle loop uh, has a like a pupil kind of in it, so it resembles a mm-hmm. an eye set on its side. Yeah, um, they are ostensibly in charge of protecting the the titular door um, out in the middle of the woods, uh, fairly close to the mm-hmm. the cult compound. There is a a door, just to kind of. Yeah. freestanding a little bit of stone around it but you could you could walk around the door and it's just a mm. just looks like a door sitting in a frame in the middle of the woods yeah but this has uh warnings kind of carved on it they say um like keep away and there's 
uh, one, I guess, a weird thing. There's initials with little heart, like you would carve mm. into a tree and as a, a love confession or something, like two, two people's initials with a little heart on them. Uh, yeah. That appears also on a tree, like in just that you, the camera kind of pans past. So I didn't look at the, the cast list, but I'm sure it's like producers or something or as appears in one of the other shorts, but regardless, mm. the door also has a bunch of chains kind of wrapped around it and through the handle. So you can't just open it. Yeah. The, um, the cult is charged with protecting the world, I guess, from what is on the other side of the door. That if the door were to open, it's like a, a, a portal to another place. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the little the film starts out with uh, four of the Sunny Colt children, um, just kind of wandering through the woods, and they're all uh, intent on checking out this place that, that's been forbidden to them by their, their parents. Um, mm. And one of the, one of the, there's the three boys and a girl. And one of the boys is like sing, singing a little rhyme as they walk. He says, uh, brute, brute, come out of your hole, beat the living black as coal. Brute, brute, go back in your hole and spare the living one more soul. It's a, you know, a little cheery, Mm. little cantrip oh yeah but um (laughs) as we find out it's actually a summoning and whatever the thing is that's opposite Mm. of summoning (laughs) banishing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's a summoning (laughs) and a banishing uh phrase it's a summoning and unsummoning phrase yeah sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) Once to get the brute to come out and play, and once to get him to go back home. In theory, mm-hmm. in theory. But uh, the so so this is a sort of rhyme that the the kids have been taught, um, mm. and a, like a measure of warning because they're not ex- they're not told like what this door is, just basically not to go there because it's dangerous. Yeah, but of course, you know. That's not what these kids are interested in. They want the no. danger. <laughs> and in particular, the um, the girl is sort of leading the group. Her her father is one of the higher ups in the, the one of the leaders of the of the cult. So mm-hmm. she's in a, a unique position to know that perhaps the whatever warnings they've been given aren't um, just simple adults telling you something that they don't want you to do versus like, it's actually dangerous and you shouldn't do that. Mm. So the other kids are kind of goading her to, to get them to go out to the woods and prove that their parents are just dumb adults that don't know what they're talking about. And, Mm. you know, of course that's not, (laughs) that's not what happens. Um, There's a very real warning um, I guess reason behind the warning, but they uh, they kind of get the uh, I don't know if he's the youngest, but he's 
the the smallest mm. of the kids yeah um to they, they dare him the the good old double dog dare to to go open the door and he you know he goes up to it and he he can't get the lock off it's it's fastened and they don't have a key but uh he cut i think he cuts himself on the door and a bit of his blood goes into the keyhole on the lock and <clears throat> that's enough to open it so there's some sort of blood sacrifice required one way or the other um mm. we can see at this point there was a there was a little bit of a prologue that was mm, maybe about 10 seconds long the very beginning showing somebody being eaten by something and then it kind of flash forwards and we know that that's some yeah. point in the past didn't didn't give us any explanation mm. but it's just tying this together knowing that blood has something to do with uh, this door well the lock comes off just falls to the ground of its own accord all the chains slide off the door mm. and it just sort of yawns open and there's a just a, a black void um, beyond the, the doorway mm. everything's super quiet the kids are justifiably kind of freaked out and the the little glasses kids just kind of stand there like dumbstruck like what, are, what am i supposed to do and then an arm comes out from the darkness and just pulls him in he screams um we don't see him again so don't think he made it yeah and lo and behold the the brute comes out of the doorway he looks a little bit like rawhead rex from the rawhead rex film uh, mm. has no eyes and in play he's bald uh, just flesh colored um, yeah pretty ripped not unlike your Australian kangaroos um, <laughs> if they weren't fuzzy so if they were shaved yeah. if you had a shaved kangaroo with oh, no God. eyes that's awful <laughs> <laughs> or a shaved bear if you've seen those mm, pictures that I have seen it's like that but yeah, bipedal yeah. Um, has that Ankh symbol carved into its forehead. It uh, kills two, 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 yeah, two of the boys right there. And the girl runs and one of the, one of the kids, they just run back to the, the little village with the thing chasing them, of course. Uh, as we mentioned, this is a short film, so it's it's yeah. basically them trying to hide from the brute and just listening in f fear and horrified silence mm. as the brutes run around just murdering like all the the cultists. Mm. Um, the the boy is killed. His parents are killed. Uh, yeah, the girl ends up. Her her father finds her, or she runs to him, and he, of course, is accusing her. He knows that she's the one that opened the door, and he's like, "What? What have you done? You've killed us all, and we gotta we gotta close the door up." Um. So she and her mother and the father they all try to run to the woods to go seal the door. The mother gets caught. Um. It's just oh. down to the 
father and the daughter. Uh, we find out that, well, you do, in fact, need a human sacrifice to relock the door. Mm. And um, the father decides that's not going to be him. And so he uh, gets the chains for the door and then like wraps her around his daughter. And I think mm. that's supposed to turn her into a lock for the door. Right. I don't know. It's not very clear. But uh, the the whole time the father is saying the little the little cantrip, brute, brute, go back to your hole and spare the living one more soul. Uh, the brute shows up, kills the father, mm. uh, and the girl's kind of in chains, but she managed. I, I think the brute pulled the father into the door. I don't remember. Yeah. But regardless, um, she manages to sort of close the door, but her arm kind of gets stuck in the doorway and gets ripped off. So mm. she just has no arm, but her blood splashes all over the door uh, and it yeah. like seals it closed. And then, then it ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the end <laughs> of the brute. Got locked back up. Theoretically. Hmm. So now he's just waiting in the darkness in his yeah, other yeah. weird dimension. <laughs> but what we did also see on the door um, in the like the very beginning of the short, uh, when it's doing a close-up, is another symbol that looks sort of similar, but instead of an onk, if you made like a, the, the Blair Witch stick, <laughs> the little tied-up little kind mm. of... It's like a person, I guess, with a triangle on top, just made yeah. out of sticks. But uh, that's carved into the door as well, and that uh, references a, another short. So I I looked that one up, and that one is the protector, um, and the the creature featured in that one uh, is the birch. So we have the brute mm. and the birch. The uh, right. the birch also gets a little um a fun little turn of phrase and this is for he who makest me i shall come he who breaks me shall come undone and we find out that that is a spell uh passed down through uh, a, a single family from parent to child or in this case it's a grandmother to her um I guess he's supposed to be like high school age, but definitely looks older. Uh, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the the actor in this actually, it's all of this stuff is set modern day, I think, but it's a little off. So this film universe almost has a sort of early, or I guess maybe like eight, 1800s sort of puritanical dress like everything's sort of subdued yeah aside from this bully who has like pf flyers or something he's wearing tennis shoes <laughs> 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 but the main dude looks like a young um hp lovecraft which was i'm sure not um oh yeah not a coincidence but basically, it's like it's a it's a four minute short. Um, we see a boy that's being bullied, 
uh, on his way to and from school, the the school bully or whatever, um, the neighborhood bully. I don't know. The dude just keeps picking on him, and uh, mm. it sort of it's it's not chronological. It kind of bounces around back and forth, um, which yeah. is weird since it's only four minutes long. But they they fit a lot into there. Into the, <laughs> the oh, I guess we we'll get around to it. But the um, the quality on these is really good. Like whatever their budget yeah. is, is very well done. I think it's because they're such short things they can mm. make things a little bit more effective. Um, but the like the film quality is nice. The, uh, the as he's getting bullied, it's basically flashing back to his grandmother, um, telling him that she's not going to be. She's like sick in bed, and she's telling him yeah. she's not going to be yeah. around a whole lot longer. Uh, and when she's gone, uh, Jesus Christ! Sorry, did, was it the bug? You know, so you know that cockroach I was talking to you about before we started recording the show. Yes, it found you. Uh, it just took a flying leap from the top of the bookshelf about three inches past my head. Oh, oh God! I... It's not in your beard, is it? Double check. No, it's not. It's not. It's on the bicycle behind me. <laughs> ah. Sorry, everyone. Oh, my God. I nearly died live on air. That's a new experience. <laughs> uh, okay. You have to no, send, it, send it back through the door. Yeah, back through the door, please. Roach, Roach, go back in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not even funny. Um, oh. oh, that's awful. Oh. Yeah, no, continue. Please distract me from the horror that is my existence. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Oh, okay. So the the grandmother is saying that she's gonna she's not gonna live much longer, and um, and when she passes on, there's something that can protect uh, her grandson in her stead, and that's the birch. Um, she hands him a book with like examples of the spells and the little symbol that he has to make, and shows him how to tie together the the birch summoning stick thing mm. yeah. um so he has that with him when the when the when the bully's attacking him um yeah and so he, he ends up fleeing into the woods uh because he feels safer there and the birch is supposed to be there somewhere uh on i think on a tree there's a carving of that symbol and he he heads to that tree and he's repeating like the little mantra and the mm. bu- the bully shows up and uh ends up like ripping the the little effigy um yeah. fr- from yeah. from his hands and he he's like what is this stupid toy and he like breaks it well he mm. who breaks me shall come undone and the yeah. the birch um shows up and this was a like I thought this was a cool, much cooler creature design mm. than the brute. Well, I mean, the brute's yeah. spooky, I guess, but the merch has a kind of like that Del Toro, um, the Angel of Death from mm. uh, Hellboy Two, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It looks similar to that, and so it's a very, very tall woman uh, with. I guess well, it's made of wood, but yeah, sort of no legs. It's like a dress, and then um, a skull 
face, the bottom of uh, eye sockets, and then the top of her head is just like a nest and a mass of twigs uh, set on mm. edge, I guess. It's making yeah. a really long hat. Because I just looked up, it looks like um an upside down tree, like the root system almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's re- it's really good. Like <laughs> it is. They a put a lot of design <laughs> effort into this. Um, and the birch just like rips the kid apart. The bully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that that's kind of where it ends. Uh, then there's a. Uh, the third short film, which is again about f- maybe it's four minutes. Uh, that one is not. Um, these are all live action. Uh, this the third one is sort of voiceover and s- still drawings. Mm. And yeah. it is it's just entitled I think um, "Brute Voose the the Birch," and uh, it's it's this. Like if you combine the two plots of mm. the stories and then made it just an excuse for them to fight, I guess. So that one is a, a kid is being bullied, and yeah. his three bullies dare him or force him or whatever to open the the door in the woods. But he's mm. a birch cultist and has the little um, effigy. Yeah. So he does the rhyme. the The bully is like punching him in the face, and his bloodied nose um, sprays on the door to open the lock. the mm. The brute comes out, kills the bullies, um, and I think the brute steps on the effigy. Uh yeah. And breaks okay. it, and then the birch shows up and just like wrecks the brute and forces yeah. it back through yeah. the door. Um, that that's like the extent of it. So if you just combine those two stories to have an excuse for them to show up and battle each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that one would also be live action, but um, I think just budgetary concerns just had them. Yeah. Have it little pictures. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, that's, that's a, uh, that's a low budget. It's yeah, I mean, you, I guess. that's what that's was going to happen. <laughs> so I was interested in the Sunny Cult and finding mm. more about that. I believe some of the other videos have uh, maybe it's another branch of the cult and they, yeah. they they summon something to their own detriment. And maybe this is their mm. penance to watch over the store. But right. I'm not cool. sure. But that was a, those are the yeah. ones I, I watched. <laughs> All right. Well, Leonard, would you like to go next? Yes. Yes, sure. Hi. Tell us about Soot. (laughs) Uh, 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 Soot, uh, as far as I can tell uh, from from the research that I've done, uh, is is a series of three shorts, um, all around uh, uh, three minutes and a half, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, concerning three different characters, with uh, only one uh, connection between all of them, which is that they are uh, haunted by uh, 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 Soot, uh, which mm-hmm. is a monster that we will get into with uh, the first short that I watched, which, and I believe may in fact be the first short. Mm. Uh, Canary... 
Uh, no, actually, not the first. Huh. With in actually absolute uh, reverse order, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and started with Canary, which appears to be the last mm. short in the series. Um, <laughs> concerning a a miner of some sort uh, named Clancy. Excuse me. Who arrives home? Uh, 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 he's dirtied. Um, uh, has 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 an unfortunate uh, uh, bald patch shaved in the glorious pelt of chest hair that he possesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, where he has a um, a bandage, a medical bandage. And mm. with a a circular uh, um, cut or uh, yes, uh, cut in his chest. Uh, you see, poor Clancy here uh, uh, was involved in in a mining cave-in, as the uh, the TV exposits to us: um, three dead, one missing, uh, one survivor left uh, uh, found. Um, mm. They apparently just treated him and sent him on his way. Uh, no interviews, no uh, anything. Um, as he sits there, kind of shell-shocked. And then we get the big spooky flickering of the lights and uh, uh, odd noises. The n- lights eventually mm. go out, but uh, Clancy is a, a, a smart fella. And turns on his minor cap uh, to wander around his his uh, home as uh, we get glimpses of Soot, which, uh, 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 surprise to surprise, appears to be uh, tall and skeletal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and eventually Clancy picks up a bat and opens its front door. And I believe that's when we get our first full-on glimpse of Soot. It is a tall... Uh, desiccated blackened skeleton uh, with no eyes. It's actually, mm, you know, like uh, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> like if if uh, imagine a Mr. Potato Head if the uh, facial features didn't sit on top of the face but kind of slotted in mm. flush like an actual face. Um, yeah. Soot is missing the eye and no nose part, so it also kind of looks like there's just a heart in his face where those <laughs> those pieces are missing. Um, actually, uh, not gonna say he because it's uh, mm. it the gender is indeterminate, um, and also has a a crown of of bones uh, mm. just sticking out of its head. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Sorry. Oh God, is it soot? Day. No, it's the cockroach again. You missed that bit. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's gone. It's gone far away from me now. Just tried, to, just tried to climb up my foot for a second, and again, I nearly died. This is an episode. Just take a picture of it. Keep I it with did. you. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, save Leonard, you from disasters let her please distract me from this <laughs> uh okay uh soot attacks 
uh, surprise, uh, the bat that uh, our dear Clancy was carrying uh, was uh, ineffective. Uh, he mm-hmm. is knocked to the ground. His arm is broken. Uh, his leg is broken by soot physically. Um, he <laughs> then uh, somehow, uh, it then somehow psychically breaks his other arm and uh, kills our dear poor Clancy. Mm. Uh, 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 cut to close-up of the scar, the circular scar, filling out to a complete one and Clancy dead on the floor. Uh, kind of in uh, left in a condition that you'd expect somebody who maybe died in a mine cave-in to mm. look. Yeah. Um, uh, Soot seems to be um, uh, death from Final Destination if it decided that it wanted to put on a, a, a little costume uh, <laughs> to to just haunt and murder the hapless teenagers instead of just... Sorry. <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting a war for my life. <clears throat> oh. Cameron, you will survive this. I believe in you, unless <laughs> unless this is this cockroach is in fact a guy, another guy's of soot, and then it's we entirely will, possible we will have anyway, a yeah. crypt TV episode. Where you I'm sorry see. for interrupting. I don't know why it doesn't just stand in a single place. It keeps circling the room. <laughs> it's the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and that's that's soot, that's my soot episode one in actuality episode three uh, yeah, canary yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the second soot episode uh, that I I watched was entitled flood which I uh, actually liked quite a uh, quite a bit more than canary. Mm-hmm. It concerns, I believe, a uh, a lady named. Uh, mind you, none of these uh, none of these names that I'm using are ever actually uh, spoken, except for the third short that I watched by any of the characters, because uh, for the most part, uh, it's it's only one. Uh, it's only ever really concerns one person who's not just saying their name over and over again. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting these from from the 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 names from the credits. Uh, anyway, it uh, concerns Sarah and her maybe boyfriend Jason. They have 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 a silent fight. Uh, he he leaves uh, the apartment or. Uh, really, um, given what I've noticed about uh, some of these shorts, uh, probably her flat, um, because there's something, uh, there is a definite uh, bit of British sensibility to to a lot of these. Uh, so uh, Jason uh, exits Sarah's flat. Uh, uh, Sarah mm-hmm. goes into the into the bathroom and. Um, notices that her sink is uh is overflowing uh slips in a puddle of water hits her head against uh one of the towel rests and falls into the tub which is also suspiciously 
uh, partially full. Um, Jason, about to leave, turns back, uh, goes back to the apartment, knocks on the door, uh, eventually discovers her under the water, cut to indeterminate amount of time later. Uh, He's bringing her home. She walks through the front door and then slams it on his face and locks it, uh, which mm-hmm. is, um, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care how angry, <laughs> how angry you are at at the second party involved when 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 they when they save you from from an accidental drowning in the tub. Maybe don't mm-hmm. slam, lock them up, especially after a, <laughs> after a head injury. Um, anyway, uh, cut to, uh, bandage on forehead, uh, removal of bandage on forehead, uh, circular cut, um, and, uh, return to the bathroom where, uh, she checks the sink, not, no longer clogged, uh, Mm -hmm. runs, uh, starts to run a bath and notice notices soot uh coming out of the uh out of the faucet uh followed by a bony skeletal finger which is actually a really great effect and uh very uh 1980s horror movie yeah um, yeah that i really appreciate um is startled uh soot appears in the tub and then just bashes her head against the tile repeatedly and disappears and then she falls into now the suspiciously half full tub and drowns in exactly the same manner as she would have before cut to a close-up of cut on Mm. forehead uh closing uh in a circle uh cut to black and that is uh, Soot Flood. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, the the last slash first Soot short, which mm-hmm. is uh, Soot uh, Current, which concerns, I believe, excuse me, really hard to tell uh, these relationships. It's the only one with two people who actually talk to each other during the encounter. Um, which is, uh, uh, let's see, I believe Karen and Rachel, who may be daughter, mother, uh, sister, sister. Uh, anyway, the short, uh, starts with somebody plugging, uh, a a, a cord into a socket with the most obvious burn marks I've ever seen. Uh, cut to tra- uh, power transforming, uh, transformer uh, blowing outside. So you uh, mm. you kind of know what you're gonna be getting with this one. Um, uh, Sarah uh, or Rachel, once again, mm-hmm. uh, really unclear, uh, comes home and uh, uh, notices none of the lights are on. Uh, Goes to turn on the lamp, uh, sees that it's unplugged, and a little post-it note that says, uh, do not use, over the uh, extremely obvious burnt-out uh, socket. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you get our uh, glances of of it stalking behind our our hapless lady protagonist until she's grabbed and pulled into the bedroom and surprised it's the other a second party who isn't dead uh holding a knife telling mm-hmm. her to be quiet uh because of the the big bad soot monster um they decide to eventually make a run for it because they are uh hiding in the most obvious hiding space uh ever only to be confronted by soot who grabs the the uh female party who we can only suspect uh should have been electrocuted um with a um hilarious old uh reversal uh cord wrapping around the neck effect as she tries to run out of the uh room uh once again i love love a good old like I'm definitely older than 1980s, but still very uh, mm. well used 1980s film effect. Uh, the uh, the other lady stabs Soot, uh, and then we finally we finally uh, uh, see what happens when you try to injure Soot, which is it just ends up getting reflected back at you because she stabs uh, Soot in the back and the knife then goes through her chest, her own chest, um, uh, which is removed as soon as she pulls the knife out of Soot's back. Um, She pleads with Soot uh, to take her instead uh, and stabs herself um, to, to no avail. Because uh, she she just dies, and then uh, uh, jams its fingers into the so- uh, the socket while holding the uh, other lady, and just electrocutes her that way, uh, and and that's the end of of that short. So, mm. so, so it's yep, so it's the angel of death, and he's also. <laughs> messy and um leaves bodies with a lot more questions <laughs> than answers <laughs> really mm. kind of kind of wish that there was maybe what one final uh episode or something where somebody's just like doesn't it seem weird that all these people who almost died in these like horrible ways just randomly died in these seeming horrible ways. <laughs> in the same like, horrible way. <laughs> but, ju- but just in their homes. But yeah. no, that's no, no. that's all we get with <laughs> that's all we get with with uh with Mr. slash uh Mr. or Mrs. Soot. Um because mm. we we want to make sure that all of our <laughs> monsters are right here on Monster Dear Monster people. Mm. But yes exactly. that's that's soot. Mm, excellent. All right. Well, it's on to me before I'm murdered by this cockroach that's still somewhere. I threw a sneaker at it. That was the sound earlier, and it disappeared. And it's worse now that I can't see it. So, <laughs> and now, and now, and now it's got a shoe. Now, now it's, it's got, got a shoe. On yeah. one of its six legs. If you, keep, <laughs> if, you, if, you keep, if you keep throwing shoes at it, you'll only make it stronger, Cameron. 
<laughs> At least you'll hear it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I wanted to be wearing a sneaker, um, uh, one heel, uh, a big boot. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a thong in case it wants yeah, to go to yeah. the beach after. Perfect, perfect. Thank you for using the proper term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we've we've had soot, we've had uh, the brute and the birch. So now it's on to um. I guess I accidentally picked like the most popular one because I picked the look see and I had like an hour of stuff to watch. I was like, I'll just pick the first one I see. And it's like, the first one was Luxie. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. This looks cool. I was like, there's a large amount of stuff for this one. Um, <laughs> so, where's my notes? There's my notes. So, um, I'm just going to give like a brief description of the monster and what it's about. And then go into the actual stuff I watched. So, the Luxie is, it's like a Slender Man kind of monster. It's a guy in a suit uh, with some additional monstrous details. In this case... He wears red fingerless gloves, which is monstrous in and of, in and of itself. He also has <laughs> these long these long black talons at the ends of his fingers. Uh, and he also has no eyes because his head is kind of a smooth orb marred by deep cuts and a big wide mouth with shark teeth. And that's his only facial features. He's covered in cuts with shark teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's pretty creepy looking. Um he sort of he can teleport around and things like that. Uh, and his big thing is he comes after people who are having trouble letting go of something. Uh, he's got a little catchphrase, which is, "If you yourself cannot release, then it will come to take a piece." Uh, and so, in all of the cases where the looks he shows up, it always attacks people who are holding on to a grudge or a regret or to grief in particular. In a lot of cases. Um, so I'll get right in. We start with, because this guy's got like seasons, because he's popular. Um, the season one is 13 school children are poisoned and die subsequently. And uh, their parents start having an even worse time uh, as the looksee comes after them. Uh, the first one is a mother of one of the children. She's, um, my brain turned off. She's a police officer. That's the word for that job. Um, she's, <laughs> she's picking up all the evidence markers from where they all fell down dead from being poisoned again and, you know, lingers over the one that represents her dead son. I'm not sure why she's still assigned to this case. Yeah, it seems Feel. weird. Seems like a really bad <laughs> idea from who's yeah. handling that. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and... You know, it all went down in school gym. So, you know, this big wide open floor. She's just picking up the lonely little number markers for old spots of evidence and things. You know, mulls over the one that represents her dead son and then, you know, notices sound, goes and checks out backstage. Uh, it's like the presentation style gym where you can have all the school assemblies and everything. It's fancy like that. Uh, and, you know, goes to investigate and goes up a set of stairs and finds just a candle and a lone fingerless red glove uh, not being worn. And this this is a pretty good introduction to a monster, I think, because she there's, she, there's a lit candle, there's the fingerless red glove. She picks up the red glove, looks at it, puts it down, looks away for a second, and then as she looks back, there is a hand in the glove and attached to the hand, of course, is the rest of the monster. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she runs away a mysterious stranger uh helps her get away but 
you know, gets attacked by the Luxie itself. Um, and this is where we find out that the Luxie doesn't work alone. It has a human helper, uh, which is that guy in that case. Apparently, he's not very happy with his job because he helped a potential victim escape. Uh, but his job is to run around and put notes that have the Luxie's catchphrase around so that it's fair, so that the victims have a chance to try and let go of their, like, two-day-old grief and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> before they're murdered before they're murdered horribly yeah um the next victim is a woman whose husband appears to be having an affair with one of the other parents of a, of a dead student uh and so her big thing she's hanging on to is she regrets you know her marriage all that kind of thing so she's we start in media res with her one she's already running away from something terrible runs into a public restroom slams the door shut in a toilet cubicle and written on the back of the door is our classic catchphrase she's you know considering her engagement ring which she's always worn and everything like that and there's just under the side uh because it's one of those awful toilets where there's like a little gap between the floor and the actual wall uh you see a lovely pair of shiny shoes which is terrifying gets up on the toilet looks over no one there gets back down this time the shoes are in front of the cubicle not good turns around again and you know the looksy is teleporting around spooking her um and eventually she you know begins to let go because she's frightened and she's beginning to realize that this is what she has to do tries to flush the ring away uh down the toilet uh doesn't quite succeed and gets royally messed up by the looksy again um and then sort of the final one for that little mini season is a father whose daughter died somewhere or another as she's shown like to have drowned in a pool. So she's not necessarily one of the 13, uh, but it's her birthday. So he's made, made a cake. He's left a slice out for her and everything. Uh, you know, he's going through a photo album, turns over a photo on the back of the photo. There's the catchphrase. Um, does his best to throw everything out, does his best to hide from the look-see, obviously doesn't make it, gets killed. Uh, but we also see this is the point where the human helper has had enough uh, and he flings himself to his death off the roof of the school building. Uh, and the woman from earlier, the one who, not the, not the police officer, the one whose husband was having an affair, wakes up in hospital because she wasn't actually killed because she did technically let go of her grief. She just didn't do it symbolically fast enough so it still attacked her but didn't kill her she, you know she's missing a hand she's got a broken leg uh she wakes up in hospital the looksy is there it opens its horrible shark toothed mouth uh really 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 wide and from the back of its throat a hand comes forth and drops a pocket watch because this monster's really weird i'm not sure exactly how that works uh <laughs> Sure, whatever. Uh, the human helper has to carry a weird pocket watch. It's like a really old-fashioned one. Looks like it's made out of bone or really corroded metal with an eye-shaped design to showcase the actual turning of the hands of the watch. Uh, and so she gets recruited. Hooray! Um, then the second season is not a flashback, but it's set in a much earlier time period in the early 1900s where a banker, a rich banker and his family are forced to flee because they swindled their customers. They flee out to the countryside to an abandoned ranch that they know is abandoned because they foreclosed on the owner's loan, <laughs> um, which is ironic. Um, 
Uh, and once again, the look-see appears and it's hunting them all down. But the twist here is that the, so the family is the banker, his wife, their almost adult son, their fairly young daughter. And they did have a much younger son at one point. He's dead now. I guess he was killed by the, the mob of angry customers or something. It's unclear what happened to him. Um, but the thing here is that the look-see is actually being directed or controlled somehow uh the younger daughter of the family appears to be guiding it to attack the rest of the family for i'm not i'm not exactly sure what her motivation is in this one to be fair she's you know she's a creepy little girl that's that um <laughs> yeah uh the looksy gets to the father first lures him out to the barn uh it really loves messing with people because it keeps putting up a bunch of the foreclosed by the bank notices all over the barn while he's investigating it like you get things where like you see just its hands over the door as it puts down posters and things uh, <laughs> it, it, it like does its best to freak people out and put them on on edge uh which I, I like this monster this monster has it has it definitely has a personality like it's got a clear objective it wants to you know, get people who are really holding on to some deep-seated issue to let go of that. But it's also a little cheeky. By, by murdering them? <laughs> by murdering them. Well, that, that's the motivation. You know that if you get this note and you don't let go of whatever you're holding on to, you're going to get killed. Like, there's there's some some of the some of the characters' reactions show that maybe this is, like, a known thing in-universe. Like, people have heard of this monster. yeah within the universe like, like uh, oh no i better let go cake. of it <laughs> yeah like, like the father with birthday cake saw the note and immediately just tried to throw out everything associated with his dead daughter because uh he didn't want to die which i mean i don't blame him um yeah so lewis and Mathaban, uh and this is where things get interesting a few people hellbent on vengeance have apparently tracked them this far they actually corner the father of the family in the barn and murder him, and they run off into the woods. And the Luxi also goes after them, uh, but it actually lets one of them go, who is the guy who actually managed to kill the banker. Uh, you know, it's lifting him up by the neck. It's, it looks like it's about to choke the life out of him, and he just like gets a look in his eyes, like he has a flashback to killing the guys. Like, yeah, no, I've done what I wanted to. This is fair. I accept this. And the Luxi just puts him down and walks off so which is pretty great okay so if, if he if that guy had a grudge against the banker but yeah. then he killed him it, he killed him he let go of enough. the thing he, he was holding on to yeah exactly so like the looks he's like well you were still feeling a little bad about this but now you've come to the realization that you don't have to feel this way anymore i've helped you I <laughs> because guess. you got your revenge yeah you got your revenge you're fine off you go. <laughs> Your two friends who are still freaked out by the fact that you actually killed him instead of scaring him? No, no, no. They're still holding on to things. So they died. But you, you're fine. Um, <laughs> don't mourn your child, parent. But don't revenge, mourn your child, parent. Revenge, but, fine. But, but it's but, only but been revenge. two days. <laughs> nope, that's too long. Yeah, look, Let it go. Yeah, look, no one said the looksy was totally fair. It gives them a chance, but I don't know if it's the best one. Um... <laughs> Five minutes yeah, later, yeah. let go. Go on. Go on, you can do it. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it goes after the rest of the family. It shows off some other powers here. It can... I'm not sure if it's, like, 
puppeting corpses around or if it's just shape-shifting to mimic people but like it puppets it it does a really stiff impersonation of the father in that case like waving like everything's okay don't worry about it um and later on once it's isolated the the mother of the family pretends to be the long dead son like in the bed and you know she obviously can't let go of that and it kills her for it um the culmination to all of this, of course, is Luxie has killed everyone except the young daughter of the family who has been holding the watch this time, that pocket watch. And the big twist here is uh, it seems Luxie has done its job for this area, this time period. It's unclear. But basically, whatever conditions there are have been satisfied, the watch goes backwards, like time reverses from the watch's perspective. It opens up. And instead of a clock face inside, there's a just a pitch black hole into nothing, nothingness inside the watch. And two hands wearing navy blue fingerless gloves slowly pull themselves out. We see a big shadow. So it's like a, it's not actually technically a unique monster. Like there is more than one look-see or there is a way to make more look-sees. Um, which I found really interesting because like all their other monsters seem to be really as in like really unique as in they are one of a kind. This is the only one. They don't seem to reproduce anything kind of thing. Um, and here's this one. It's like, yeah, no, if, if these very unclear conditions for a look attack are met, are met, I guess it can just make another one. Well, there's a, just... a lot of people with a lot of grudges. Yeah, true. A lot of work for it's one like to do. the mall Santas, just... but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just wear this mask, put some fingerless gloves on, go scare some people into being better about themselves. Yeah, or kill them. Give him. Eh. Eh. If they're um, not fast and... enough, kill them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the the final thing I actually watched was kind of like one of the things you watched, Dave, was an illustrated short, not really animated, and it was actually the Luxie versus the Sunny Family Cult. Uh, oh, well, there's the Sunny Fam Cult. Yeah, there's the Sunny family cult. Um, uh, two estranged brothers. One of them has left family a long time ago and went and joined the cult. His younger brother suddenly shows up with an eye patch, really beat up in the rain, um, and, you know, refuses to get along with this whole cultish business. Obviously, cult's not good. Um, this Sunny cult seems a lot more immediately murderous than the one depicted in the brute short who seems like more of a community of normal people, just kind of religious. Um, these ones are like all ready to murder this guy's brother for showing up and not deciding to become one of them. They're wearing the masks and everything. Uh, and the brother pulls up his shirt and carved into his chest. He has the look slogan again. The, if, yeah, if you yourself cannot release, then it will come to take a piece. It's like, yeah, I know you killed mom and dad brother of mine after you joined this weird cult so uh here i am weaponizing this thing that's been haunting me effectively um <laughs> uh looks he appears kills everyone in the cult uh it it seems pretty impervious like in one of the earlier ones the uh the lady who it who it sort of brought back from the brink of death to be its assistant stabbed it under the chin with a fork and it seemed to react to that but 
it also then just got stabbed with a knife later and literally nothing happened. So it might've just been teasing in that. It's a little uncertain. It has, it has that little bit of a lighter character sometimes. So who knows? Um, and effectively, the, the <laughs> it's gist- just a joke. It's just a goof. Yeah, it's just a joke. It's just a goof. Um, the, the gist of this little illustrated short is the, su- that this sect of the Sunny family cult gets wiped out by the look-see uh, because they're all holding on to the idea of family and murdering random strangers. I'm not sure what's on with the Sunny cult, uh, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's the look-see. It's Definitely, like I said, one with a bit more content. If you really want to actually sit down for an hour and watch some Crypt TV stuff, but you want it to be a continuous storyline, I would suggest this monster just because it's got a bunch of stuff for it. Uh, I, pardon me, I really, really do like the design. It's cool. It's Slenderman esque, but that's what works. So, uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, they uh just aside, Crypt TV also has some like less horror horror film shorts. Uh this is like a little aside. I watched one where a guy got really depressed in his life, so he decided to become a vampire using the <laughs> internet. Uh he ordered some pills off the dark web to become a vampire. Uh and he was British and his mission was just to kill white van drivers. So like uh government officials who drive white vans around, I think is what it is i'm not 100 sure we'd have to ask matt um but you know stalks a white van driver kills him the other guy's still in the van is like well i'm not the actual driver you know uh well how about it and uh they fuck honestly <laughs> let's get let's let's not let's not jump jump around the bush uh, and eventually the guy decides like no no this this too edgy being a vampire is not not what it's cut out to be i'll go see because he like got in this over a breakup or something um that goes to see his ex is like yeah i'm cool now right you'll take me back now i was like you killed someone <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> so was he like drinking their blood why is he a vampire uh i'm not sure if he's because like he does get paler and he does like get sharper teeth, but I can't tell if he's like wearing fake fangs or something. But the idea is he went on the dark web, purchased a pill, yeah, to make him into a vampire and took it, and that's why he's like this. Like, you know, he attacks the van driver. He does like kill him with his teeth and like bites him in the neck and starts drinking. It's, it's an interesting. It's a comedy one. Yeah. Um. So they got they got some of those lighter hearted ones, uh, as well, but. I know there's a there's a, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I haven't watched. We've covered like a tiny percentage of all yeah, it's stuff, like five so. percent of all of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, definitely check it out because uh, it, it's something to do. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> what else are you gonna ah. do? Yeah. Sorry, I'm really distracted. I keep looking around <laughs> for this fucking cockroach. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm telling you, Cameron. There's yeah. one. There's going. It's going to be the footsies. I know. It's just gonna. It's just gonna be. I it's know. gonna. It's just gonna be a cockroach. It's like <laughs> if you're trying to podcast. Tap tap tap. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into this character you've created. This original <laughs> yokai. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. Day, day. I see see we normally keep this behind the curtain, but but yeah. specifically for this bit, Dave, can the cover art be Cameron <laughs> being menaced by a cockroach wearing Please. all different sorts of shoes? I was already imagining Good. it. Good. Please. I I wanna see that. I wanna see this artist's interpretation of this. This big steppy cockroach menacing me trying to podcast. Uh, <laughs> so it's been it's been an absolute mess of an episode. I've had fun. My our fourth co-host, the cockroach, is nodding at me from a corner. He too has had fun. Um, <laughs> I'd like to imagine that it's like that scene uh, in Beetlejuice where Lydia meets Beetlejuice for the first time, and he tries to get her to look behind her, and she turns around, and there's the giant. <laughs> Roach sitting in the chair that just says hi. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that at this point. <laughs> I think he calmed down when I threw the sneaker at him. He realized he wasn't going to fuck with me that easily. I'm big and brave. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm totally terrified. I just want to get out of this room really quickly. I'm putting the cat in this room as soon as we're done with this show. <laughs> so I told you. I told you to get the cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then we started recording. <laughs> um yeah it's been a mess of an episode it's been a lot of fun dave where can we find you on the internet <laughs> you can find me on twitter at sentinot underscore plus um uh, and the website of course is monsterdaymonster.com yeah. for all of us mm. uh cameron yep how about yourself you can find me on twitter at night underscore twitten uh I, I'm there. I'm currently for the last 45 <laughs> minutes. I've been posting about how I'm under assault by a cockroach mid recording. Um, so if you want that kind of content, come there or for me musing about uh, Jojo's bizarre adventure on occasion. Uh, I also do another podcast called realm and ruin. If you're into games, workshop, tabletop gaming, uh, come check us out. We have some exciting stuff coming up, uh, which does mean next week I'm recording basically all weekend. Cause there's a whole bunch of stuff we've got to do. <laughs> Uh, there's some exciting stuff for the show coming up we literally just did our one year anniversary episode yay us we made it somehow Um, (laughs) still feels weird Uh, and yeah check it out if you're interested in that if not feel free to ignore us Uh, and finally Leonard our fabulous beautiful Leonard where can we find you and your multifarious works (laughs) you can uh, find me on twitter at uh, Dr. Faust is dead uh, you can also find me on YouTube under 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 under. I wanted to combine as and under, and it didn't work. But I tried, and that's what matters. You can yeah. find me also find me under Doctor Faust is dead, uh, and 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 hey hey, if you're uh, you're in Southern California. And you're gonna be in Pasadena today, February pulls up calendar real smoothly. Twenty-third. Uh you can uh uh meet me. I know, calm down, calm down, everyone. <laughs> at 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 the uh SoCal uh retro gaming expo, where Ooh. I will uh be there to wait in a horrifically long line. To have <laughs> one of my favorite internet personalities sign uh, Matt, uh, one Matt McMuscles, formerly of oh, uh, of, yeah. of 
who best friends play uh sign mm. my uh my uh copy of the duke nukem forever uh guide <laughs> which i only acquired a month ago because wow. somebody at work uh dropped it on a table and said take this i don't want it um mm. <laughs> So, uh, uh, you can see me there, uh, look for a jaunty gentleman wearing a, uh, <laughs> long, uh, black woolen guest coat with a, a pin of a snake wrapped around a, uh, a fern branch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, it's, it's yeah. probably me. And talk yeah. to me about video games and stuff <laughs> if you want. And if yeah. you don't, just don't assault me. That's all that I ask. <laughs> you have simple wishes, Lennox. I very, I am a very easy, easy person. Uh, uh, but yes, that's me. Yeah, awesome. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at mon underscore demonster, just in case we didn't mention that. If we did and I forgot, now you know twice. Uh, and with all of that, um, thank you everyone for listening to this cockroach-infested train wreck of an episode. We'll see you next time. Ta-da! Bye. Bye Bye-bye.